blue and green solutions, mm -hmm. can you elaborate a bit more? What, what is that exactly? Uh, well, it's a, it's a large sample of, of different kind of solutions, but the idea of blue and green solutions is that they are based on the nature solutions, how nature would do that. Uh, so structure and processes that exist in the nature, how water flows, how soil and nutrients are circulating in the ground, utilizing those uh, processes in, in water management. Welcome to the Urbanista, where we discuss the water management challenges of Nordic cities. From safe drinking water distribution and stormwater collection to building sustainable urban living environments. Here is your host, Delphine Vassalo. Hey, welcome back, Urbanista. It's so nice to be back in your ears. This is the new season, season two of the Urbanista. And uh, as in previous season, we have been talking a lot with many people about sustainability. Yes, all the things that touch the construction industry and the... So this is nothing new, really, but how much impact our industry is having on the environment, how much impact in terms of the carbon footprint, many things we have been discussing here, including uh, environmental product declaration, including life cycle assessment, as you may remember. There are many topics. And now, today, we are going to deep dive into something more specific about how do we make our, the infrastructure in our cities sustainable how are we are we there how far are we to get our nordic cities sustainable and for today we have a very special guest that definitely knows more than me about this so who are you and what do you do thank you delphin so i'm rina kankanen i'm head of sustainability in rumble finland and well i'm worked with sustainability over 15 years now and now uh, 11 years at rumble just shortly rumble is a engineering global engineering architecture and consultancy company with more than 18,000 experts operating across 35 countries and related to the subject we are talking about today uh, so i'm also chairman of the infrastructure committee in green building council finland Green Building House of Finland is a non-profit association of sustainable built environment and their target is that the built environment is a central part of the solutions to sustainability. All right, the Green Building Council is actually a global organization, that is correct? That is correct. World Green Building Council is a global global um, non-profit association and, and then they have in different countries, in many countries, this kind of uh, associations, local, yeah, locally. Local association. Well, mm. if we start, I mean, of course, you are, you are the expert in this. If we start from what is exactly, what do we exactly understand for sustainable infrastructure? What does that mean? What does that exactly mean? Mm. Yeah, well, that was... A uh, very uh, like a uh, interesting question. Uh, also in Green Building Council Finland, when we um, five or six years ago started a new kind of committee, like a uh, infrastructure mm -hmm. uh, uh, committee, because there wasn't any committee uh, for 
sustainable infrastructure. So we started with that question that what is sustainable infrastructure all about? Uh, what aspects and, and things like you can uh, say are behind that when we are talking about promoting sustainability infrastructure? Because we didn't have that uh, definition or like a general uh, knowledge of that. So we, as the committee, we created the definition for sustainable infrastructure. And uh, it is like a based on the nine uh, main criteria and that mm -hmm. they sub-criteria, but it's divided and it will cover uh, social, ecological and economic sustainability. So all these pillars of sustainability, three pillars of sustainability is covered in the definition. So we're talking about sustainable infrastructure. It's very important to look at it from the ecological perspective from social perspective and also from economic perspective. So all those three dimensions come together while we're talking about sustainable infra. Maybe we'll dive deeply in that later. What does that mean and what are those three as aspects really about? Yeah, exactly, because you, what you are depicting is clearly the three, <clears throat> sorry, the three major areas. If we start, it's just in a particular order of course, economic, yeah, the, all the infrastructure for cities and major uh, metropolitan areas uh, or the governments, of course, it's one, one of the key things to boost the economy, to build more infrastructure, to build more uh, facilities for, yeah, for the cities to develop. So in number one, mm. yes, I don't know, number one, but an important piece is this economic development of, of the, of the cities. But so far, that is only one piece, as you were explaining. What mm. is the social, aspect what is the social impact how good or not those that public infrastructure is serving mm. me you i mean all of us who are the people who live in the in yeah. the city so i guess that has been historically i don't know the the two aspects but then the third if i am picking from what you are saying the third area is this ecological what is the what is the impact of mm. building one thing or another in, in, in one way or another. What is the impact on our environment? And that, I understand that has not been taken into account until recent years. I don't know how, I mean, five, six, mm. ten years. I mean, back in the 70s, certainly this was not, this was not a thing. Mm. That's correct. And I, I think that we haven't put so much attention to infrastructure. I think we, uh, uh, in general, we might think that uh, building infrastructure enables something in a built environment, mm -hmm. like mobility, uh, energy, lo logistics. It's something there between buildings. Like, and this this can be seen also in the latest like um, research, where we uh, we have calculated the, um, how much infrastructure building new infrastructure causes carbon uh, dioxide emissions yearly in finland so these yearly emissions and of course if you calculate the yearly uh, 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 emissions you need to have the definition of what is infrastructure all about what is the input uh, what we consider as an infrastructure as we are talking about building infrastructure. And this research 
came up to that solution or result that that those emissions are uh, yearly like uh, 58% bigger than what we have thought. And one of the reasons was that the definition of what is in infrastructure, what what does it consist of, was like a broader than what we had previously thought. And actually these yearly emissions, for example, for building new infrastructure in Finland is the same level than building new buildings yearly. So that's also the other point that we, when we are talking of built environment and uh, emissions uh, uh, caused by built environment. So we have previously thought that building new buildings is the largest part where the emissions come from, but it's the same amount coming from building new infrastructure. So right. it's very important part of the building environment. All right. So if we still if we uh, start to deep dive a bit each mm. one of these uh, big blocks, because what you have developed at the Green Building Council is this um, nine criteria for mm. yeah for to define and to to evaluate, I believe, um, sustainable sustainable infrastructure. So the first big bucket is ecological the ecological sustainability of infrastructure and uh, each one of these are actually we are going to for sure we are going to put a link on the show notes um, of this podcast um, directly to where this presentation or this this criteria are presented so of course our listeners can go and deep dive and read, read one by one the first area ecological sustainability of infrastructure that is composed of three three main things mitigation of climate change adaptation resource wisdom and circular economy and third biodiversity and reduction of environmental harm environmental harm which this third one that's probably okay to me may seem kind of obvious we want to do good and not in doing so not do any collateral damage any harm but maybe that's not that, that was not that clear so take us through all these all these three what is the 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 reason or the thinking behind all these three ecological uh, criteria hmm. well um maybe it starts with the idea that this ecological sustainability aims to find the balance between human society and the nature as we know the planetary boundaries and mm -hmm. and and so on and so we we know that we are like using our natural resources uh, more than our earth can afford mm -hmm. and uh, construction sector is a very intensive like a raw material user and the use of construction raw materials has been found to be a significant threat to limiting also global warming to less than two degrees and the same applies to stopping the loss of biodiversity. So these uh, three main criteria uh, in this uh, ecological sustainability, they are strongly uh, linked together. And um, the main uh, combining thing in between uh, these three uh, criteria is the use of uh, natural resources and materials so 
that way this uh, resource efficiency or wisdom, as you said, is a crucial part of this. So I think that uh, ecological sustainability in infrastructure uh, brings out the question that how can we use and develop the current built environment and current infrastructure? And also the question about how long can we afford to build new if our society should be forced to settle with the limits and carrying capacity of the planet. Okay, you're so, mentioning two. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so that is the like a main aspects we are mm-hmm. we are talking about when you are talking about ecological sustainability, the use of raw materials, uh, what materials we are actually using there, what raw materials. Uh, is there any uh, possibility? And there is a lot of possibilities to find uh, uh, to de- decrease the use of uh, uh, materials and then find the circular materials to replace those natural resources. So there's a lot of opportunities in this. Because what comes to the use of different types of materials, you may argue, okay, what's what's in the production of those? Of those materials, mm-hmm. whatever we are we are talking, whether it's wood, uh, plastic, concrete, metal, whatever mm-hmm. is there. So the first point to check the 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 impact, the environmental impact is okay. From where these materials come and how much impact each one of them have. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before we also purchase whatever we are going to purchase to mm-hmm. to build yeah. the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So. What what could be the criteria there to choose between one material or another, mm. in your view? Mm. Actually, I would I would uh, I would take one step behind or, uh-huh. or back one one step back in this and look at the master planning phase or general planning planning phase where there is only a line uh, on the map that we are considering or uh, a different kind of alternatives in infrastructure uh, project that should be like uh, 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 utilize uh, the current line, the current infra, develop it more uh, to serve mobility or uh, what else, or should we build a totally new line in the middle of forest or somewhere? And then, of course, we consider different kind of uh, uh, like uh, Plus and and so that um, how much this is like reducing uh, traveling times and how much this costs and this investment and so on. So in those decisions, we are not considering this ecological aspects that how much it will demand like this land use and resources. Um, how much it will reduce biodiversity and so on. Those are the big questions behind, even if we, even before we go to the states where we have a possibility to look at the different materials. Because when you choose the, choose the place to build, you also have an impact of how much and what kind of material you will need. So that affects on how much bridges, how much tunnels, how much concrete we need for that. So it have a, like a direct effect on, on that also. So first thing is that when you have a line on the map, you're considering different kind of alternatives. So that's a very crucial point.
where we should consider for the first time this ecological so the, aspect. Yeah, so the en- environmental impact or the potential environment, environmental impact starts from choosing the place wherever mm. you want to build, whatever you're going to build, as, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it the right place southeast of the city in this area, mm. if it is the right place, because there's water, there's uh, it's, it's more plain or the versus another part of the northwest part of the city, wherever it is, where we have more hills, mm. this different type of soil, then we need, therefore, we yeah. need to drill more, I don't know. So, so those are kind of pre, mm. pre-assessment studies, yeah. should we call That's them? Right. So that the, uh, even there, I mean, not even, there is where the sustainable yeah. ecological um, uh, aspect should start. Yeah, there there should be a priority, like where to put these sustainability aspects. We should start in those. We have data. It can be like used in also in general planning. We don't need any exact data mm-hmm. and not, not that uh, exact. We, we need only round numbers, only like uh, that we understand and what is uh, little and what is big, like uh, uh, impact. This is what comes to building new infrastructure, new things for of mm-hmm. for the for the uh, development of of our cities. Uh, what comes to renovating existing bridges, uh, bridges mm-hmm. existing tram lines, existing parks, existing water management systems, because well, our European cities are old or very old, some yeah. of them. And uh, mm-hmm. well, in order to keep functioning, uh, uh, a good uh, city functioning, uh, we also need to, well, dig again and uh, repair certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that is there that we need, we need or that yeah. the municipalities need to do. So h- how do we go about looking this point zero of mm-hmm. ecological thinking when it comes mm-hmm. to renovating mm-hmm. infrastructure? Well, of course, we should first think about renovating something existing and current infrastructure instead of building new one. But the problem is that, as you mentioned, that a um, large part of the infrastructure in, in Europe, for example, is uh, pretty old. It's aging and this aging network also and also pressure caused by, for example, uh, the increase in traffic volumes have started to take their role. And and that is the real problem that we are in a situation that we uh, need to like uh, uh, build a good connection for for uh, public tra- uh, traffic and so on. But for example, it might be so that our bridges uh, along the line are so old that we can't like utilize the current infra. We demolish the current and then we need to build totally new one so that trains can go, for example, two hours, kilometer per hour or something like that. So that is a real problem that can we really renovate? Then that takes, in, yeah, mm, sorry. In, in cities, it might, it, it's like we need to renovate it because we can totally build the new, new one, new streets and new areas. So somehow we need to renovate it. And of course, there we have also Oh, every time we renovate something, we have also uh, opportunity to think about it, that 
do we have a technical systems there? Uh, could we have more, for example, in a, in a, uh, in a circulating water in cities like that? So that ca can we uh, use nature-based solutions there more if there's space? so that we can change also the solutions while we are renovating. There's also opportunity to change the technique. Do you think there's certain, how to put it, certain competition in priorities? I'm talking about this renovation uh, thing. Certain competition between, we need to renovate this street and the sewage and the and the park that is besides and because well it's it needs otherwise it it will be uh, it will cause problems already in the short term should we take the ecological aspect as a priority versus i mean the com competing versus the economical delivery the economical impact that they may have we can do it fast like yeah, quick and dirty because the, it, it's urgent. We need it to keep the, that part of the city, whatever, functioning at the expense of the materials or the ecological point of view. I mean, do you think that there's that competition of interest or, or yeah, perspectives? Well, I, I think the time schedule we are setting for project, there might be conflicts because if you want to have a new ideas. Uh, if you want to go through a different kind of solutions, sustainable solutions or nature-based solutions, so it takes time in design phase. So don't do design very quickly. Let let there be a time for really going through the alternatives that could we do this or that and and so on. So there might be conflict, but what we have. Mm, noticed in in this infrastructure project, in street construction, for example, in park co construction, uh, design and construction, is that these uh, resource efficiency and uh, uh, solutions that are uh, promoting uh, circular economy and are uh, low carbon solutions, that they are really uh, reducing costs at the same time. So these uh, uh, solutions, material choices, uh, might be even uh, economical, uh, economically uh, like a sensible. So that they go in hand in hand in infrastructure construction, then that is good. Uh, I think it's more that we haven't realized this connection that we, we tend to think so that uh, low carbon solutions or sustainable alternatives, they are more expensive every time <laughs> in every situation. But in infrastructure construction, uh, it is not like this. There are uh, a lot of opportunities, a lot of alternatives which are at the same time reducing costs. Well, I mean, the sustainability, the sustainable aspect, the, the making or building it sustainable may look initially more expensive, but in the long run, once it's done, once it is used, um, 
it may have more, much more benefits, of course, ecological, but also economical. So this calls for maybe that is, of course, the, the, the people who um, administer the money, meaning the, the local government. Yeah, it's not just considered the cost of doing it now, whatever you are building or renovating, the cost of doing it now, but the what's called the total cost of ownership within the next 10 years or 20 years, how much money you may save after running this, whatever we are doing, yeah. and operating it. So, and if we did it with ecological mindset from, from day zero, I mean, there you go. It, it makes mm. a lot of sense. But all these calculations, I believe that, that's part of what, what of course, the, 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 the urban planning uh, are responsible for it should, should bring, not just the impact right after we deliver the project, mm. but the impact in 10, 20 Thirty years is, is that something that is in in, in the mind of the of mm. the the person the urban planner leading a project? Yeah, um, if we go through, for example, uh, low carbon solutions uh, or nature based solutions, <coughs> also in 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 like in parks or um, and so on, for example. So it is very important that you show how much they will cost. That this is the conventional, this is the way we are used to do it, and here's the alternative and how much they will cost to the project to, to build, of course. And then the life cycle perspective, uh, maintenance. And uh, this is something that uh, if you consider the alternatives of building something, it somehow um, automatically brings up the maintenance perspective also that if we build it like this so who and how will it be then uh, maintained or uh, or renovated or or so on and of course for example nature-based solution then let the nature take care of the water for example those are also uh, um, yeah, cheaper might be cheaper in a built environment to maintain. Because what we are and now, if we are we are moving to the next big area, so everything that we are building as a or every every infrastructure project is for the use of somebody. That's was why we are building it because we are building it for the use of the people in the city. Uh, so that we come with this social aspect, social sustainability of infrastructure. And the breaking down, these are the second set of criteria from uh, from a sustainable infrastructure that that the council has proposed. Consideration of users' needs, implementation of environmental quality factors, and effects on people. Like yes, so we are building all these things for the people, for the well-being of of our uh, of our people, starting from considering users needs mm. to me this or i don't know maybe it may sound like obvious of course if we are building if we are expanding this street and this park and and it's for the benefit of the community that we are what the community needs how are we asking them or i mean to me it sounds like no-brainer but i mean i was a bit not surprised but it has to be stated here in the, in the criteria 
mm. asking the people yeah. or serving the the, the people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the criteria of social sustainability, uh, they really bring out the human side of the infrastructure. So the users, but not only users, but also those who benefit from the infrastructure and sufferers and future users. So these are like a different kind of aspects. And also when, you're, when we are talking about users, so uh, an important question is that who does the infrastructure serve? And whose needs does it meet? If we're building a new highway, who does it like? Uh, whose needs does it meet? Or if we are building a, a new walking cycling road, whose needs does it meet? And of course, we have uh, uh, different kind of user groups also. So we we. Uh, are not considering also one kind of people, one kind of users. This accessibility, for example, is very important because infrastructure is more or less about movement, make people move. And also, of course, security. Uh, this, for example, brings out children's perspective on, on infrastructure. If children are comfortable with infrastructure, and with mobility in built environment, so are uh, usually other user groups as well, if we also consider accessibility, of course. And then also healthiness, comfort, and aesthetics. How does it look like? These are the like uh, quality factors we need to consider, and we need to consider those from different kind of user group perspective. And these effects on people bring out also this that when you're talking about uh, effects or impacts on people so we have in, in infrastructure we have those local impacts how does this infrastructure uh, impact on, on local community and so on but what about global impacts with, with, with uh, those come up uh, in the supply chains those are really like a very hard very um, difficult to assess even yeah, today you prove it, exactly yeah if you if you like a purchase um, concrete or steel or stones from abroad so are you sure who is who have done those like what is the conditions human rights and labor conditions those are also social uh, aspects uh, what comes on in those global supply chains. And then these long-term impacts. So now uh, we are building a new infrastructure or renovating or developing it based on the uh, today's needs, that how people, for example, uh, how they uh, move today, what kind of needs they have today, what they do in the parks, what they, uh, how they want to move and so on. But what about the future needs? That's also a sustainability that if we are, we are like uh, investing in infrastructure, building a new infrastructure. So is it really like, uh, mm, 
this sustainable in time. I mean, after many years or or, or not, it's not just because we calculated today and it delivers and it's all good, but in the long run, yeah. You touch actually one uh, uh, important thing about the global impact. Um, Yeah, because whether we are bringing metal or whatever is the material, uh, one aspect is, as we said already in, in, in 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 the group before, uh, what is the environmental impact of using that specific material? And then, yeah, but if it is coming from far away, okay, are we sure that the certifications and the quality of that material is what what it's supposed to be, what we need? Um, then bring it, bring it from far away, I don't know, thousands of kilometers, just transporting those things. I mean, of course, they are, they are heavy, all those. And the... There is a huge impact there, just like transportation of all those goods and 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 and, and raw materials. And the, should we start to think more using local materials, locally sourced, whatever is that we have at at hand, always or over any super technological metal? I don't know. I'm just making it up. Uh, that is the best in class. But hey, it, it's coming from the other side of the world versus using something that is good enough, fit for purpose, and is local. So <laughs> how, how do you see this? Because that's what I'm seeing, that this, the global impact may be really big. Mm. Is, that is really big in, in infrastructure constructions. Um, mm, ground materials are used uh, a lot. So uh, in Finland, mm, the largest cities uh, have started this kind of mm, landmass coordination mm-hmm. so that landmasses uh, are taking uh, to the from from one project to the other so that that's about uh, resource wisdom and circularity and also uh, reducing uh, carbon emissions that you are utilizing it, those land masses, uh, as much as you can uh, locally. And that's that's possible already today. But then there's um, uh, concrete and steel, uh, for example, mm, in those uh, materials which are um, at the same time very, um, like a imparted carbon in those is very big. So in those we need to consider uh, the origin of the of the material where does it come from so those i would say that we need to con- consider it more in the future right so and the the effect on the people because we were talking also about uh, different types of about yeah inhabitants children mm. of course that's, that's a one important group to consider their needs their needs now and their needs in the future, of course, when they mm. when they uh, grow, this this and actually, how how does it look aesthetically? That was the other the other uh, thing we have uh, in the past. I mean, one one of our uh, urban designer, Pavi Raibio, that actually was saying we in the Nordic sometimes we are very poor with greenery, with making things like naturally beautiful. Like they look good, 
Yeah, mm. we are very good at making using all these concrete and things and, and mm. functional things, and there they they look beautiful uh, from the architectural point of view. But uh, have you asked the children actually if they like that? Yeah. Or if they, have you asked if if they are happy with having just a small patch of greenery and and and, and that was it, and not 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 more trees? Um, yeah, the use of more greenery or more that that gives life to the water mm. project you're bringing. Um, are we drowning too much in concrete? I mean, in flat mm. surfaces, mm. or how do are we? What do we do to bring more mm. greenery in the, in the cities? Yeah, very important question, which uh, I'm uh, also passionate uh, about because I'm I'm passionate about also people's well-being and the nature which are surrounding us and how these things are very strongly linked together. So even if we have maybe that kind of uh, idea of Finland being so green with a lot of forests and, and also blue, like a lot of lakes. So I think we could be more green and more blue uh, in Finland in built environment. If I look around, so there is not much green and, and, and blue as there could be. And this really comes to the infrastructure projects and building that uh, and also this ecological compensation yes, exactly yes. that's that's also because if we are building new infra it um, well it means that we are losing nature that is that is just how it is we lose nature uh, and also we lose uh, natural resources while we build so in ecological compensation, which is now new in Finnish law, but what we, what we should consider more clearly is that what is the idea that harm caused to nature um, is defined and compensated in a way or another. Um, and this is very important, I would like to uh, this was bring the point out. about not making, I mean, doing good, but in the way not doing any harm. Mm. So can you elaborate more on this? How, because you mentioned that it's already on the Finnish legislation. Is it already? Yeah, yeah. it is a new in Finnish leg legislation now, but it's uh, not mandatory. So it takes time before different kind of actors and organizations start to really think about what does it mean to us that could we compensate our harm uh, in, in our projects or our business using this kind of ecological compensation mechanisms. And also these mechanisms of doing that compensation are still developing. So we don't have clear mechanisms yet um, to that, that if we lose this forest, how could we compensate that? Because it's not that this hectare of forest will be compensated same amount of the hectare. It should be same kind of biotopes, mm -hmm. uh, but also this this like uh, area demanded for for compensation might be different than what you are losing in the project, yes. and also yes. lo location where should, mm -hmm. where should we compensate locally, yeah, uh, as locally as possible. 
who is participating in all these decisions, in all this like calculating and all this? Mm. Is there, I mean, driven by the uh, government entities? Is it, mm. uh, how does this work? Because you you said it's not, we have we have not defined it, it's not clearly defined as, as mm. we, I mean, we who, or, or who mm. is the driving force here? Or should, who mm. should be driving it, rather? Uh, who should be driving? Well, uh, all the organizations that are like uh, having impact on nature, uh, having kind of uh, that kind of, footprint uh, on on nature could be driver on on like studying this that what um, and there um, have been some guy, some studies in infrastructure projects and prelim, preliminary studies of of uh, how much should we compensate if we would build this infrastructure project um, they are on general level but In, in Finland, uh, environmental uh, authorities are those who are like uh, looking over over this this thing. But of course, we need actors, and we need mm-hmm. uh, more like uh, uh, collaboration between research and, for example, organizations who need this ecological compensations. So more uh, collaboration between. Those. This actually, that's what I was saying. This collaboration is what is needed. Are we really collaborating each other, all the actors in the construction industry? How do you see it, or is it just somebody's waiting that the other one takes the initiative? Yeah. Or what, if, what should we, we do? Are because talking, that, that's for the yeah. benefit of the whole industry. I mean, yeah. some, I mean, somebody needs to raise the hand first, or somebody has to push. Yeah. I mean, not to come across as the one. That has a specific yeah. commercial interest, perhaps. Hey, this is for the benefit of the entire uh, 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 construction industry in in, in this mm-hmm. country. So we all have mm-hmm. a, a, a role to play. That But is this, right. This collaboration, how, how do you see it happening mm-hmm. or not? Well, yeah. Well, this multidisciplinary collaboration is key. I mean, in in infrastructure sector, we we have still quite conservative goals and also processes and people working in projects uh, uh, do things like they are used to do because because of the process and because of the goals we are setting for a uh, project. So what we should do, we should engage a diverse group of specialists from different fields of expertise in built environment and as early as possible, as I mentioned earlier, in, in states where where we have only line on the map. So let's discuss with with like uh, uh, health ex- experts, uh, biologists, and and so on. Um, when when big decisions are made regarding locations and directions and magnitudes, it's not that we're asking asking for some some comment on 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 some already designed. That's too late. Uh, we, the project leadership positions must also reflect this diverse expertise that how we are leading the project, who we are uh, including including in discussions as early as possible. I think that's that's a very like a key this multidisciplinary collaboration. Early discussion, early engagement of all these actors. Mm. 
Wait, they go that's that's the key. If we if we move to this third area of mm. sustainable infrastructure, which is the economic sustainability of infrastructure, according to the um, the last three criteria that you have uh, or the Green Building Council has proposed, technical functionality, life cycle impacts, well, and effects on development of the trans of the transport system and the urban structure. The mm. technical functionality, of course, if we are building something is because we want it to work for, to function for something, to achieve certain objectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's kind of the obvious immediate thing that well, why we are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And actually this technical <laughs> functionality, I think, um, if we look at those nine criteria for sustainable infrastructure, this uh, criteria number seven, this technical functionality that has been and I think is still uh, the main driver, like uh, what we consider first and uh, what we take care of uh, most. And of course, it's important this technical, <laughs> technical functionality also have an impact on, on infrastructure service life and this life cycle impacts that, of course, there's a, uh, there's a need to make sure this maintainability, repairability and, and overall this flexibility and, and who does it serve and so on as well as security and risk management. This is very important thing, but it can't be only the, the, the only one uh, aspect or driver uh, for decisions. And we can still see that uh, it is it's so that actions we are taking are guided by efficiency and not impact. So for example, this, all these other, other aspects if we are talking about, for example, infrastructure investments, investing in new infra. So these sustainability aspects are not included in the benefit cost ration of the investments. So while we are calculating those benefit cost rations for infrastructure projects, uh, these other aspects are not taken into account. If, Why? I mean, yeah. it's not, yeah. I mean, not because nobody has had the idea of including them, clearly, but mm. why? I mean, is it the same trend that, well, this is the way we have always done things and we just carry on? Well, why they are not included? Who, who should push yeah. to include them? Uh, first of all, we could include them. For example, uh, building a new new infrastructure, a new highway, mm -hmm. for example, uh, uh, CO2 emissions cost by constructing uh, uh, a new highway mm -hmm. is not considered in an impact assessment. We are also only considering the change in the traffic modes that what, what happens when the road is or highway is already there serving traffic or transportation we're not taking into account that how much uh, emissions it will cause to build that highway or or road mm. and um, it's, it's a cost in, in benefit cost ration is yeah. the cost cost for for climate and also the loss of biodiversity if we are losing losing um, biotopes 
losing ecosystems, um, causing harm to nature. Uh, that is also a cost which is not included in this benefit-cost ratio. It is not included, not considered in that way. What, what we need to do for it to be included? Because, I mean, clearly yeah. that's something that needs to be uh, uh, considered, included, mm. all these yeah, sustainability aspect, or just keeping, as we said, doing good and not doing bad in, mm. in, in, in the way. Um, is this part of the perhaps mm. the the requirements that the original investor, meaning, well, different types of uh, governments, the requirements that they put there, I, I remember I remember when uh, we participated in um, in the Green Building Council uh, a week, uh, some, some weeks back, that I was asking, so how much sustainability, however you want to define, however you want to represent it, how much the sustainability aspect weights or is considered in a purchasing process, in a tendering process for whatever project should be. Is it whatever the criteria you want to put there, that's up for, up for discussion, what, yeah. what goes there. Mm. But why is sometimes not even considered? There's not even mm. a line in the procurement document, a line yeah. that says sustainability or something similar. Mm. Is it that until, until it's yeah. not by law or, or, or I, I don't know, because that's what, Sometimes it's surprising. It's we all know it. It is. It should be considered. <laughs> Why is not there? And yeah. of course, if it is not there, then if I'm not obligated yeah. to do it, then I don't do it. I mean, well. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I think this question comes very close to our values. That what are we putting value on? If we are not putting value on sustainability, so it's not there. If we are only seeing things and investments in, in monetary value. And we can't put any monetary value on nature or what well, we could already. And also emissions, we, we can put monetary value. That's very important if we want to include sustainability in decision-making processes, which is very crucial. So we, we need to have these monetary values also for them. Unfortunately, because, because some, some costs and benefits might be very, very difficult to value in money. So they might be valuable. For example, those, those aspects of, 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 of quality, like what do you, how you put the value on aesthetics, for example. That is a very hard question, but it's still important. Yeah, the value on the, <laughs> for health, the, value yeah. On the health that you were, yeah. you were mentioning before. So uh, in the health of the community, of the people living there, which mm. it will not manifest immediately but after 10-15 years that it happened that the whole infra whatever was the project was not good for the health of the community but that yes. how do we figure out because look from the year third or four mm. the visits to the to the to mm. the um, medical services local start to go up or go up, and the trend in the x y disease mm. was increasing therefore until somebody comes and start to connect the dots like ah <laughs> 15 years mm. later, we conclude that all that people got sick because of this reason, yeah. because of the origin was the lack of sustainability of, I don't know to say, yeah. in this project. But then it's not that clear. Actually, it's mm. very, very unclear. Yeah, yeah. But 
this is one of the reasons why, why we, for example, created this kind of framework for sustainability, mm-hmm. that even if we cannot put monetary value for every aspect, we are like saying it's important. So while we having this kind of checklist or framework, that these are important things to consider. Uh, so that is where to start start having this kind of uh, broader discussions or broader perspective. We're talking about holistic perspective also, that not that we are not making decisions based on one perspective. But we have this holistic view. Uh, so that is where to start. The second and the, and the last, well, the, the last, second last uh, items in the economic sustainability of, of infrastructure uh, life cycle impacts, mm. as in the economic uh, economical life cycle. That's what I understand mm. from this. Not really a life cycle assessment, as we know, as, as an environmental impact. So this life cycle impacts um, here is pretty much return on investment. It comes down to the return on investment of the of the infrastructure project. Uh, well. While we understand that this life cycle perspective is very important while making decisions, but still when we are calculating the costs of the project or cost of, uh, for example, building a new infrastructure, so we are considering or calculating only the building costs. So maintenance, repairability, or this effects on conversion flexibility and maintenance costs or property management things are not included in these cost calculations. So that is one one thing that LCC, LCI, those are still um, uh, far away from the decisions that we are making today. Uh, even if we know this methodology that, that it exists and we can assess uh, impacts uh, or calculate costs per life cycle, but we're not doing that yet. And this life cycle perspective, it's of course, it's very important. It's it's also bringing those experts from maintenance in design in designing team that they uh, are really uh, designing and building something which is easily maintained and repaired. That is one point, that's life cycle perspective. And this kind of also relates to the holistic kind of thinking. Mm. But this life cycle perspective is strongly related to better uh, utilization production of data also. So what kind of data we are producing while we design and build so, for example, uh, if we want to drive uh, circularity, so this project should be able to like, out- automatically collect and produce information about the raw materials used in the project and their sources and production and re- reuse and recycling potential, for example. So, we, this life cycle perspective also uh, we, uh, means that we 
we need to collect data that will help in the uh, user and maintenance and end phases of the project. End phases of the project. So now if we start to kind of zoom back, take a step back. So we are we have been discussing in, in, in the last minutes about these three big areas uh, that the sustainability criteria are ecological, social and economic. Uh, economic aspect of, of infrastructure. If we are going to follow all this in an ideal world, if all if we do the things right, so what is the end goal? I mean, in the near future, what are we aiming for, and and when can we expect that something mm. something positive will happen? Mm. Well, starting with that when uh, already today is the answer so that this framework has been used already in some of the infrastructure projects mm -hmm. as a guidance, as a checklist guide, guideline. And it's also some kind of simplification of premium infrastructure uh, assessment criteria, which is the certification for infrastructure projects. So this is mm -hmm. some kind of simplification to follow. So it could be used already today, and it has, has been used in some of the projects. And of course, I want to uh, underline that uh, the emphasis between the criteria may vary uh, depending on the infrastructure projects and what type of project we are talking about, and also the stage of the life cycle under construction. And what is the stage? What, what, what can we con consider? Uh, in uh, at this stage uh, so as sustainability in overall it's it's about balancing finding the balance between this considering this holistic perspectives that is sustainability uh, all about um, finding the balance between these criteria not so that we are uh, we are leading uh, projects or making decisions based on only one or two criteria. That is the idea. And the expected if we look towards towards the future, because what we want is to have more long-lasting infrastructure that is made sustainably in all aspects. And of course, it's fulfilling the, the needs of, of, the, of the communities where, where they are. Um, decreasing these negative impacts on on the on the, on the human um, life um, because there are there are certain goals even from from government perspective by whatever is it 2030 2035 all these goals of uh, having net zero cities are we are we too far are we cl getting closer are we mm. Well, it depends uh, what sector you're uh, looking at, but uh, infrastructure sector is one of those where we can have, for example, this uh, carbon reductions quite, quite, I would say, quite if, uh, easily um, without harming any anyone's life. For example, this uh, using resources uh, more wisely, uh, circularity low carbon emissions uh, solutions they they are they exist they are here here uh, 
to choose. So we can start already today. Uh, every project is a possibility. And also we should see these possibilities more clearly that each element in the built environment should be like examined with an open mind to understand uh, which new and different benefits it could provide in a system. That could a bridge contain a battery or be part of a new habitats and ecological links or could we fix more carbon in the structure that is released in the atmosphere. So seeing those possibilities in the infrastructure, um, those have been like studied already in some of the projects that we really take the project and we see and start to see those possibilities for, of course, reducing harm, but doing also more good. Because you mentioned, and we always <coughs> keep uh, hearing about low carbon emission, net zero, but what about carbon negative construction? Mm. Can, can we get there? When can we get there? Yeah. Then we should like uh, a carbon sink should be like a, a bigger or larger than uh, this. Uh, also uh, carbon sequestration should be larger than that what we are uh, exactly. uh, causing emissions to the atmosphere. And that's very, very hard tasks. That's a very hard task in infrastructure construction, but it's not impossible. Do you know any example? I mean, actual uh, project that is going to or is already on carbon carbon negative construction? Has... Mm, uh, some park projects, maybe. Where's the mm. greenery area? That of course right. it's it's causing emissions to build the park. But if you're doing it by using circular materials, local circular materials, which some of the biggest cities in in Finland have. Have already done that using usually locally available circular material uh, to create a new park so that uh, emissions um, caused by uh, building a new park is as low as possible and then this this green or blue and green solutions in the park that could also like uh, um, promote biodiversity so blue, that way blue and green solutions mm. can you elaborate a bit more what what is that exactly uh well it's a, it's a large um uh, sample of of the kind of solution but the idea of blue and green solutions is that uh they are based on the uh nature uh solutions how nature would do that uh, so structure and processes that exist in the nature how water flows how soil and nutrients are circulating in the ground, utilizing those uh, processes uh, in, in water management or, or in, in healthy ground uh, and vegetables. So that's, that's blue and green solutions. All these ecological networks going through the cities, they are part of the uh, green infrastructure and green solutions very important to consider also not all, only the uh, gray in infrastructure but also this green infrastructure going through the cities and large forest areas uh, that are connected we should aim to make to go from gray infrastructure to green infrastructure mm. 
that's part of the sustainability also that is yeah. the that that is the end goal so today today we reviewed these nine criteria for sustainable sustainability and in, in infrastructure that uh, we will put we will put a summary of this in the in the show notes and now we have gone through well pretty much each one of them and the uh, arena Thank you so much for explaining us, for taking us through like super detail. So thank you so much for for sharing your your wisdom. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, to add to conclude uh, this conversation? Uh, well, I just want to uh, give power to everyone who's considered or thinking about these uh, aspects that that could be do do more sustainable infrastructure that I would want to just give power that it's it's possible and every every project is a is an opportunity in that that sense. Thank you so much Lina for your time and thank you so much Urbanistas. We'll be coming back. Yes, more topics about sustainability and how to keep collaborating. There you go, you hear it from Reina, collaborating to build sustainable infrastructure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Urbanista podcast, a production of Upono Infra, the leader in sustainable infrastructure solutions. If you found it interesting, why don't you share it with your colleagues? We all together can move our industry forward.